Daisy's going to come to read to us now from uh, the book of Revelation. Hello. I'm reading Revelation 7, verses 9 to 19. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. They were wearing, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing round the throne and round the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honour and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are those who come out of great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor will any scorching heat. For the Lamb is the centre of the throne, will be their shepherd. He will lead them to their springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Thank you. Thank you, Daisy, for bringing us God's word. A beautiful word about the hope that we have in heaven. Amy, if I could have the slide up, please. That would be great. So when I was growing up, there was a game that we used to play uh, called Simon Says. And um, it's a game that we w I would tell you what to do. I, I mean, hands up how many of you have played this game? Oh, good. It's not just me, the older generation. So Simon Says, I'm Simon, by the way, fold your arms. Very good. I'll see who's nonconformist here. Um, <laughs> Touch your knees. Okay. Simon says, poke out your tongue. <laughs> I can see Betty's. Okay. Uh, Simon says, put your hands outstretched high. Okay. Very good. Very good. Okay. And uh, Simon says, um, nod your head like a donkey. Very good. You agree with everything I say. <laughs> okay, good stuff. And it's a really good game um, because it brings you to be part of a group. And certainly when I was growing up playing, it was a, a lovely game. And it, it was fun. Um, Amy, next slide, please. I'm blessed to have uh, three sisters and uh, um, w when I was a boy um, my older sisters I've got two older sisters and one younger and the older sisters were all into their kind of beauty treatments remember I was a kind of older primary school boy at the time and they applied this face cream to my face and uh, what happens is, it's not your usual face cream. I'm not sure what it's actually called. But anyway, it dries and then it kind of, <laughs> you can't move. It's really scary. And if you laugh, it all cracks. And it's supposed to cleanse the pores in your skin. Not that at 10 years of age, I think I needed that. 
And, um, but I like to imitate uh, my sisters. And um, in, the, in the photograph here, we've got a father shaving and his son imitating his father. And we're good at imitating, aren't we? We learn by seeing and doing. Um, and we learn good habits, and sometimes we learn bad habits. So let's uh, go to the next slide. And one way that children imitate is they like to imitate people who are brave, uh, like those who serve in the emergency service. So my oldest son, Samuel, when he was young, he loved firemen. And he was into fireman Sam and all of that. And I really miss watching it now with him. But, you know, there's great courage because... Firemen, police officers, paramedics, and others, they, they run into danger where most of us run away, they're actually going to it. And I think, you know, when we think of 9-11 um, in New York and the New York Fire Department running into the World Trade Centers when everyone was rushing out, great courage, great courage. And so it's really good that um, we can look up to grown-ups and see some great examples for us to imitate. Then we go on aiming to the next one. And then the New Testament apostle Paul, he actually says something really uh, profound. He says to us, therefore you are to imitate me just as I imitate Christ. He's setting himself up as an example for others to follow. And that's really good because uh, young people here or watching, there will be older Christians here whose lives really just shine the holiness of Jesus. They'll have attributes that you want to say to yourself, I would really like to be like that. And just randomly picking a couple of people in different ways. So when I think of our dear brother George Hay who's in his mid-80s, and last year he completed a PhD doctorate um, in his 85th year, I think. Um, just that quest, that hunger to learn more. He wrote it about John's Gospel, and I've got what he wrote, and it's a, a real tome. Or I can think of another uh, older Christian among us, and I hope she doesn't mind me pulling her out, but like Eileen Warner kind of her energy, her enthusiasm for Jesus is infectious. And I think, oh, I want to be like that. I want to learn. And there'll be many others here who are good examples about imitating. And actually, I want to say to some of us older ones that sometimes our younger people and children will have a faith that we need to imitate. They'll have an energy. They'll have a, a hope and a trust in Jesus that we need to renew. So we go to the next slide. And today is All Saints Day, the 1st of November, a day set aside in the Christian calendar when we remember those of us in Jesus, we are called to be saints. And it's a counter to the darkness of Halloween. We're remembering those who are in Christ. And you know, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul describes churches to the saints in Ephesus, to the saints 
in Galatia. And if he were alive now here with us, he'd say to the saints in Colchester, Colchester Baptist Church, because if you are in Christ, believe it or not, you're a saint. If we go to the next slide, just a little test. And we think about, we have patron saints of our nations um, in the UK. Um, so who is our patron saint of Scotland? I'm glad you said that, David. Um, he is, St Andrew. And then what about Wales? Who is David? And Ireland? Patrick. And then... I think we got the short straw in England, St. George. Well, the reason I say short straw is St. George. Um, there's part legend, you know, slaying a dragon. And uh, actually, I would be one of those who would love St. Edmund of Bury St. Edmunds to be our saint because he was a Christian king who died for his faith. He refused to renounce his faith, and he was killed for his faith. So we have patron saints to um, inspire us and to, to help us. Um, let's go to the next slide. So what is a saint, you may ask? Well, the biblical word is hagios. And um, we confuse being a saint with being perfect, because no one's perfect we confuse being a saint sometimes with good goodness, but actually being a saint is someone who's dedicated their life to Jesus. That is what a saint of God is. Someone who said, I want you, Jesus, in the center of my life, and we're set apart for you. And so if you go to the next slide, we're all called to be saints. We're all called to follow Jesus. And if you follow Jesus here today, then you're a saint of Jesus Christ. And if you don't follow Jesus Christ today, there's an opportunity for you to say, Lord, I want you in my life. I want you to be in the center of my life. I want to follow you no matter what. If we go to the next slide, please. Now, faith in Hebrews 1.1 is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And part of All Saints Day is something that is called the communion of saints. And we are part of the community of Jesus Christ. In the old-fashioned language, those who have gone ahead who've died in Christ, they're often called the church triumphant. They're more alive than we could ever know or understand because of the resurrection of Jesus. And often the church here on planet Earth is the church militant, the church active, and we are in this communion together with the saints above in Jesus Christ. I just want to close with three saints for you. Uh, saints that um, sometimes we know about or are unheralded. So let's begin with Saint Deborah. Any Deborahs here? No, there's a Saint Deborah. And she was in the book of Judges in the Old Testament. 
And she was a prophetess, someone who spoke forth God's word, who was, had a close relationship with the Lord and, and spoke into people's lives. She was a judge, which is very unusual, a female judge. She was fourth judge at that time. And she was the wife of Lapidoth. And she inspired the Israelites. She was a military ruler. And they were facing great oppression from the Canaanites. And she, with her general Barak, that's a familiar name to us, isn't it? Barak. Um, he was a general of the army. And she, he, he didn't want to take on the oppressors. But she said, we are going to take the Canaanites on. And they did, and they were set free from the oppression. She was an amazing woman of God and uh, an inspiring person. You can read about her in Judges chapter 5. Let's go on to another saint, Saint Timothy. We do have a Timothy here, at least one. And he was an early Christian. He was the first bishop of Ephesus in southwest Turkey. He had a Jewish mother and a Greek father. And guess what? He is the patron saint of tummies. Stomachs. He is the patron saint. If, because he, had, he was very vulnerable. He had stress. And where did stress hit him in his life? It hit him in his stomach. And that's why the Apostle Paul, who is his mentor and coach, said to him, a little wine is good to settle your tummy. And so he is the patron saint of stomachs. And Paul um, really inspired him to become, he was very quiet, very timid, and God made him to be something very special, St. Timothy. Our sister church, the Catholic Church, they have a, an award system, if you like. They canonize um, people who've shown great, levels of faith, particularly those who have died for their faith. And our final saint is the latest saint to be canonized, an amazing man, Archbishop Oscar Romero from El Salvador. And he was a, a priest who loved the people in El, El Salvador. And at the time, there were big political factions and gangs and war between the right wing and the left wing and the government uh, opposing the poor. And he spoke out against poverty, about gang violence and the forces of the left and the right. His father was a carpenter and he was training as a carpenter before he received his call to ministry. He would broadcast on the radio uh, and because there were all sorts of killings going across that land in the 1970s and 80s, or, and, uh, and he would broadcast against it, and he would petition the government to stop oppressing the people. And while he was, he was, he was so faithful, he gave his very life to Jesus. It was uh, when he was breaking bread at the communion that someone came into the church and shot him dead. But thanks be to God for the blood of the martyrs because he really did change that land. In 2009, the government said they had an option for the poor. They would change and, and meet the needs of the poor. So the final thought on the final slide, if we can go to it. 
All Saints Day. And what does a saint do? And I just want to read to you from uh, Philippians, and it's chapter 4 and verse 4. What does a saint do? Rejoice in the Lord always. Paul was in prison, by the way, when he said this. He was in lockdown. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything, by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all human logic, all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So, friends, as saints called by God because of Jesus, rejoice in the Lord, knowing the Lord Jesus. Be gentle, be compassionate to others. Thirdly, overcome anxiousness by trust in the Lord. And fourthly, pray for all situations and all God's people. Amen.